Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. Oh, man, for us, when we're recording, it's almost the weekend, and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. Like, it... Ever since I, I've like been going into the office for work, I know first world problems. It just seems like the the week is like super long now. Like it, it's exhausting because I have to get up earlier. I could just walk down at eight o'clock before or eight thirty or nine, and no one would know. But now it's like you know we got to get there on time. It's stressful. Yeah, I've been trying to balance um, working at three schools, and uh, it's been a pain. Thankfully, one of those is on quarters, so that's going to end here pretty soon, and I couldn't, I don't, uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I could try, but I don't think I could. Yeah, I mean, we both do have jobs, so that is a plus. So that we can't that really is a blessing. Much, I can't but. complain about that. Um, but man, I'm like, when's the next uh, holiday that I get off? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up soon. <laughs> I know. We just looked at that. <laughs> just hanging in there. <laughs> But I suppose we should get started with news because there's all kinds of things to talk about. Um, but we don't want to be in here all night. So I've got two really great projects that um, I'm actually really excited about. And the first one I'm excited about because I have played this one. Look at me, Man versus Meeple. I played a game before it's on Kickstarter. Call us the new hotness. Call to the future. I'm sure. Uh, that is Hollywood 1947. And this is from our friends at Facade Games. They are local to us. Like, they are super close. They w- they live, live like two minutes from my, my workplace now, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. It's pretty awesome. We really like their games. Um, they all come in these boxes that look like books. Everything's just neat and compact. They're... Um, production is top notch and Hollywood 1947 looks no different. So this is another kind of social deduction game, some light strategy, and you're actually in the movie making industry in Hollywood, but also um, 47 kind of this time, like before McCarthyism, people are all stirred up about communists. We can't be have they're unpatriotic. Uh, so everyone is secretly, they're either a patriot a communist, or there is um, a third person that you can be the, what's that called? Rising star. A rising star. star. I was like, it's star something. A rising star. The rising star does not care about communist or patriot. They just want to win and be the rising star. Um, the communists are trying to get more communist agenda films made and the patriots are not. So in some ways it has that secret Hitler feel where you're like, okay, what kind of film are we getting? But there's also these really cool job cards that allow you to do um, special actions, which I think are awesome. You've kind of got propaganda flying around. They have these really neat looking film strips that are colored. They're, um, opaque so you lay them over top of the films which all the films have this great artwork too because they're different types of genre film posters it's super cool so you determine what team you're on and you hide it and then you've got these dice that you can be rolled to see who gets blacklisted for the round because that happens a lot right then you are playing cards if you aren't blacklisted you can play cards and you can slip in patriot agendas or communists like propaganda into a film and then we're gonna see then everyone's gonna kind of use their jobs to give you these different um like special player abilities and then we're gonna see if the film turned out to be uh, patriotic or communist or neutral can you be well it it can only be neutral on the very last one right on the last one which is the rising star one uh, we played this and I thought it was really fun. I think the theme is cool. I think the jobs are cool. There's also an expansion included called the costumes expansion. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. We didn't have that. That's cool. I know, but I'm real sad that I did not get it because I think that sounds really cool. Um, Oh, you get a new character who's the costume designer. And oh, the costumes look awesome. There's these costume cards. And the costume has the ability to change the game for your side at like a certain moment. So you can replace the current genre poster with a, a random one or 
Um, it kind of offers you like a little bit of something different. I think that's so cool. The artwork is stunning in this. The production is fire to use those. Stuff. I mean, their production is always great. So no issue there for sure. Right. But this game is super fun. I, I think it's 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 just a, a, it's one of my favorites. And we've played all of them, right? Yes, we've played all of them. Yeah, yeah. I would say this is in uh, probably my second choice. If I played it more, it could easily be my number one. It's that's that probably game. where I am. Yeah, I, we've only played it like I think once. Um, and if we had played it more, I think I would. It would be my favorite because it's simpler, but the actions that you're doing in it are really fun. And yes. it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's super quick and it's pretty easy to explain. We had like a rough rule book and I kind of botched it up a little bit. But when the rule book is finalized, it will be easy to teach and learn. It's really good. It's a little bit more streamlined as far as the social deduction piece. But you do get to make some strategic decisions because of those um, like roll cards. As far as your different jobs on the set. And I right, think that, yep. that makes this one really good. So check this out. Um Facade Games, Hollywood, 1947. There are 12 days left on this, on this Kickstarter, and the base pledge is $27. That is a freaking good deal. You also get the costumes expansion with that 27 bucks too. Yeah, I don't know how they make these for so cheap, because they look amazing. They do. Um, there is a deluxe version that costs a little bit more. It just gives you, like, wooden loyalty tokens. Um... What about those those metal like? Well, uh, yes, and then you get the metal metal tokens instead of the plastic yeah, tokens. Right. Um, the plastic ones are amazing though, so don't think you need the metal ones. The plastic ones are cool. right. The plastic ones are amazing. It does come with like a new job, so the prop master is giving out some of these loyalty tokens. Um, there's some extra like ex- like posters, expansion posters that can be used, and some new characters like a makeup artist, uh, which is, is totally cool. Um, but for $27, the base is good. It's good. So check that out. Yeah, I'm not a huge social deduction fan, but these games actually have game in them. So all of them, like it's not just, you know, picking something and doing a bunch of lying. You're actually like playing, there's mechanisms, there's a whole bunch of games around the social deduction part, and I really like that. And they look sweet on your shelf, so there is that too. That's true. Okay, so check that one out, Hollywood 1947. Um, My second one is actually in a line of games that I do not like. And so when my correspondent in the field sent me this, I was like, I don't want to talk about Manhattan Project. But this um, game in the line of Manhattan Project games looks like one I might like. And this is called Manhattan Project War Machine. War Machine. War Machine. Uh, This is from Grail Games. Manhattan Project, right? Um, So this is, instead of Uh, being... They didn't do Manhattan Project. That company is out of business. Oh, yeah. That was an old one. But I mean, since then... Minion Games used to do it. But since that one went under, they have been... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't done anything with Manhattan Project since we got the original one. (laughs) They have... Well, they have a ton of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Medici and... Um, oh yeah, Gra- Grail's good. Grail's good. Museum. Yeah. Oh no, that's Holy Grail. That's different. No, Boomerang, Whale Riders, The Gardens, Hibachi. There's a lot of Vincent Dutrait games too, I think, in there. Elevensies, The Guilty Party. We just talked about that. Uh, so any, anyway, sorry Grail Games, I don't know what you're doing. But you're in Australia, and that's really cool. So this version of Manhattan Project War Machine is really about kind of machines because you are building an engine. Okay, so it's also with dice rolling. We love dice. So on your turn, you're going to roll these dice and assign them to a shared board that are going uh, going to allow people to gather resources, gain energy, and build up some engines. But you, you know, you're like, which one do I want to select? Because I'm also giving other players these abilities too. Uh, then you can uh, assign dice to your own tableau that'll also give you more resources. You can change waste for points, which is, you know, very kind of Manhattan Project-y. Uh, you've got all these interesting little engines that you're running, treasury, coal mine, uh, to just produce your points. 
which I think is cool. Like, I like that idea of building this engine because you're trying to, you know, help the war effort with creating resources and, and I mean, you could run it really well, lean and efficient, or it could be wasteful, but still powerful. I, I like that that might be more of a go your own way kind of thing than the regular Manhattan Project game. So you've got industrial structures that you're building, um, resources, there's some pollution, you can get grant cards, you can have company cards that'll let you do things. The artwork on this is super cool. It's got this really cool um, retro uh, war poster propaganda look to it. It looks awesome. I like the colors they chose. Um, it just looks good. And it has mechanics that I actually like. So I, I'm pretty excited for this. I don't know who did the artwork, though. It looks like Ian O'Toole, but I don't think so. Because I think Jan Gonzalez is the designer. But, oh, oh Hi- Heiko. Yeah. Illustration Heiko by Gunther. Heiko. It looks awesome. It is a really, it's a really nice box cover, 100%. It, and even like the player boards look good. And I like the custom dice. Like it just looks like a game. So if you like Manhattan Project, if you like engine builders, if you like really cool art, check out Manhattan Project War Machine. There are 10 days left in this Kickstarter and the base pledge is $35. Also fairly reasonable, I think. Yeah, this one looks good. I've only really looked at the cover. I haven't done too much of it, but I like Manhattan Project enough. Uh, this one looks like it takes the good stuff from Manhattan Project and makes a better game around it. So that has me intrigued and it looks amazing. So, yeah, I, I like this one. Which I thought you didn't care about how a game looked. Uh, I mean, I do have eyeballs. I do like things <laughs> to look nice. But, you know, I, a game doesn't have to look nice for me to want to play it and like it. Hence, you know, 90% of our collection. <laughs> but this one does look really awesome. All right. Well, I think it does, too. That's all I have for news today. Let's move on to Games Played. All right. So we have a couple games played on the docket. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to try to do anything funny here. So let's just go into it. Um, The first game we played or that we're going to talk about is a game that was from Tasty Minstrel Games when it first came out, R.I.P., and then um, it came out. Didn't think it was ever going to get an expansion, but it did. And this is called Crusaders. And the expansion's like Divine Glory or I don't know, something. Crusaders and the expansion. And this is a Euro game where you are moving across this map, conquering enemies, setting up different types of buildings, colonizing. I don't want to use that word, but that's kind of what you're doing. Um, and trying to score the most points. You're crusading. And the way- yeah, you're crusading, but it feels more like colonization than crusading, I guess. They're the same. Um, so it's done through this uh, Mancala action selection where you're going to have these six tiles. I think there's six on your board. And you're going to take the action at the strength of the tokens that are on that tile. You could have one action, could have two. And the actions are build buildings, travel across the map, muster, which is, you know, get some troop reinforcement. Get influence, which if you're using the expansion, influence is way cooler. You can try to get these special bonuses on these tiles. Or you can um, crusade. And crusade is how you're going to defeat the enemies on the board. And you are just trying to do the best that you can, getting buildings out on the board as you unlock buildings. That's going to give you, make you have more uh, like action power and more ways to score points. Um, as you defeat enemies you're going to get points and the expansion adds new types of buildings that can be built on top of buildings that you've already built which is pretty neat because normally in the base game a hex could only have one building but now if you build a building there some of these other buildings can fire off of that for a discount or you can always just build them there first and you know be done with it but it costs more so much stuff you can do on your turn so many ways to score points and it feels good i think this is my third time playing this and the expansion to me is not necessary but it did add a little bit of just extra uh, to it um so yeah i i enjoyed it how do you feel about this um i feel like i liked it more this time than when we first played it for some reason i'm not sure why i think i feel like i got a handle on the game this time i don't know which was nice um 
I obviously don't have a handle on winning because I got like stomped. I did. I did pretty good at this one. But I was having a good time. So that makes me wonder, like, it almost seems like you have to crusade a lot or a majority of your actions need to be crusading in order to win, which I don't love. Yeah, I would probably agree with you. I got a ton of points from doing that. Because uh, I feel like I like worked with my stuff on my board and I, I placed out a lot of buildings. I was trying to have them like work together. And I felt like I had a good kind of, I don't want to say an engine going, but I feel like I was scoring points. But it's just like you get rewarded more for crusading. And I, I, get, I get it. The game's called Crusaders. Well. But there aren't that many people to crusade against necessarily. So why do I have like... 25 pieces of buildings on my board if I'm not actually going to be rewarded that much for them. I will say that the expansion, like, without the expansion, you could spend influence and take the influence action and just get points. Mm. When you're using the influence action with the expansion, that pretty much goes away. It doesn't give you a ton of points that way now. So, in the base game, you could spend, you know, you could have an influence action of nine, and then you could get nine points. So, it's like you're crusading, but without having to actually go and fight the people and get into their location and waste some turns, you can just take advantage of getting those influence points. So maybe because that was in there, that's kind of why it felt like it was a one-way path. Yeah. So that's my only complaint. It's still I still enjoyed it. I just uh, don't necessarily care about the crusading part sometimes because I'm like, why have a whole bunch of other actions, movement, and build, uh, you know, and influence those things that are not directly linked to crusading. If I if I don't see those as, as viable uh, out past a victory, but otherwise, it's still good game, still fun. Uh, just doesn't fit my model of favorite games, I guess. Yeah, I it it did feel like of the all the times that I played it, it did feel like the crusading was the most important this time. And because we used the expansion, I don't know, maybe that's part of the what the expansion's trying to get you to do. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. It's a fun game. Uh, next, uh, the last game we're going to talk about today, just for the sake of time, is one that was actually in, it was in my top 10, I believe. And did we? I thought we already talked about this. Mm. Maybe we did it. I think well, we maybe we did last, it. did we talk about it last week? I don't know. Let's let's look before I go into this too much. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to. I don't want to like make the people hate that they're listening to here. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, yes, we did talk about it. So pretend like I never said what I was going to say right here, and I did some research, and we're going to talk about a different game that was also in my top ten from the same company, and it's called Tapestry. Um. So we played a three-player game of Tapestry, and no, nope, it was four. Oh, yeah, it was four. You're right. You're right. A four-player game of Tapestry, and two people had never played before. We just played base game. Um, I think I mixed all the um, civilizations together, but I tried to give everybody easy ones just so we could get going, and we used base mats and all this stuff, but I had all the cards from all the expansions in there, and um, I think it went well. It seemed like the other two that were playing, your cousin uh, and her husband, seemed like they had a good time. Uh, if you don't know what Tapestry is, it's what I like to call Tracks the Euro game. It's nothing but tracks. It's a board filled with tracks. There is a board in the middle that has some stuff on it, but it's effectively a track, too. Um, and you are, on your turn, you're either going to move up on a track by paying some resources and doing the action. Or once you can't do that action, then you have to take an income turn. That's going to give you points, some cards, some tiles, give you resources to keep going. And you're just trying to, at the end of five round, like eras, I believe is how many there are, you're trying to have the most points. Um, it's a really simple game. Um, it's what, two actions. You're doing one of two things on your turn. But what you're, whenever you move a cube to that space, it's going to unlock a whole bunch of different possibilities. There's tons of cards that you can get for your tapestries. There's tons of technologies. Piles of these awesome-looking buildings. And it's just a fantastic game. And I love it. Uh, so how'd you feel about Tapestry this time? I still like it. It's good. Um, every time I, I don't try different strategies necessarily, but I try to just go with one that's working for me. And like I was way behind in points 
during the game. It just wasn't happening for me. But I, I it decided to invest heavily in the technology track, I believe. That's what it is. Yeah, the yellow one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I feel like it, it paid off in the end. I was, I was ranking up some points. Uh, also, my tapestry cards worked with that, so that's why I kept going on that. And I feel like we each kind of did that. Like, my cousin was like, okay, I have a lot of cards that go with this military thing. I'm just going to, like, explore everywhere and put people, yeah. put these she, buildings on the board. She stole my path. Yeah, she she was really into it. My <laughs> cousin's husband, he was like, I just want to go to space. So all he did was invest in the exploration track. And we're like, we were joking. We're like, uh, so you went to space, but you didn't develop any science at all. Or technology. <laughs> or technology. He's like, nope, we just gave some guy some shrooms and said, hey, you fly the space shuttle or something. Like, I'm like, yeah, I did, take it I on faith. Did the sci- I did the science track, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So we all did our own track, not, you know, exclusively, but you know, those are the main ones we focus on, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so again, for me, like I really love a game that has a multiple pass to victory. Truly you could take anyway. Like I think, you know, I, I was only, I only missed out on the win by just a handful of points. And that was after kind of lagging behind because I wasn't doing some other like big actions, like discovering and, and rolling the dice to get points that way. Um, so, I, yeah, I just I really like that it, all options are viable. Unlike Crusaders, like I feel like this game does reward. And again, unlike a lot of <laughs> Jamie's other games, I like that this one you play those eras at the end of the era. We see how everyone's choices worked out who made the best choices or which way was, you know, able to get the most points. I love that. And that's why I think this game is good. This setup's kind of a big pain. Um, yeah, it's annoying. But it is really fun. It's still fun. So yeah, I, I really liked it again. Yeah, this is one of those games, if I know I'm going to play it, I want to set it up ahead of time. And then, you know, when everybody's ready to play, then they can just come sit down and we can go. Because yeah, the setup is a pain in the neck. It is a great game. If you haven't played it and you like St- Stonemire games, check it out because it is totally worth it. All right, so those are the games we played. Let's move on. All right, so we have already teased um, what we're going to talk about this episode in our last episode because they are related. So last episode, if you didn't catch episode 249, uh, we discussed our most anticipated games that are hopefully going to release in 2023. Well, in looking over that list, I found so many expansions or reprints of games that I am so pumped about and Jason as well that are coming out this year. And we thought, let's talk about those. Uh, some of these you may have heard me discuss when they were kind of in the Kickstarter phase. Some of them are already that far along. Uh, others are kind of yet to be revealed. So we're going to count down. Each of us have a list of our top five most anticipated expansions and reprints of 2023. So Jace, kick us off. All right. And I am actually going to follow the rules today. All mine are expansions or reprints. So unlike last week, uh, you know, I'm being a good boy and doing what I'm supposed to do. I yelled at him repeatedly. So he had to get back together. Yeah. She hit me where no one could see. Nobody can see you since we're on the podcast. (laughs) That's true. So she can hit me wherever, doesn't (laughs) matter. That's right. Right in the face. They don't know. (laughs) All right. So my number five, speaking of hitting, um, has nothing to do with hitting, but I just wanted to say that. Hey, you say hit me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hey. And it is Lords of Vegas Americana. Now, this was recently on Kickstarter, but they were wanting an obscene amount of money for all this, so they, you know, it didn't fund. They pulled it down. Before I go into what this does, they did announce a new Kickstarter with reasonable prices, some changes to what they're doing, and it looks more appealing, which I do appreciate. They listen to the people. Good job. So, Lords of Vegas Americana is basically new boards. There are... Uh, Reno, Tombstone, Atlantic City, and New Orleans boards. Ooh. There's a deck of poker cards, Tombstone character tiles, a Reno arch tile, and a New Orleans riverboat tiles. 
I don't know what any of that means because there's no videos. There's like no information for this other than that. Uh, but just having the new boards is cool. Character tiles are always fun. So maybe you get your own player ability or something. Um, I'm down for that. I love this game. Having more maps, more ways to play it is cool for me. And I can't wait to try this. So my number five, Lords of Vegas Americana. Yeah, uh, I'm glad it's become more reasonable because I assume you'll want to back this because you want to have everything. Yeah, it's only it's only 40 bucks now, which is way more reasonable than it was before. Exactly. I mean, we're not like those crazy people at the board game rundown, Bob, um, where they have to buy like a special fancy briefcase to carry those around in. So better be reasonable. My base box works just fine. <laughs> Uh, my number five is one that Jason has turned his nose up at because, you know, he is Mr. I Hate Hype Man. Um, but I actually enjoyed the the parent game of this Arc Nova. Um, and they're coming out with an expansion called Arc Nova Aquarius. And I love the idea of adding more animals because that's the reason why I like Arc Nova. It very much has... Yes, it's like a lot like Terraforming Mars, but it's not space-themed. And you know, that is, sounds great to me. I, I love the idea of making a zoo. I mean, I feel like as an 80s, 90s kid, uh, early computer and video games prepped me for this kind of theme. Uh, so in Aquarius, there are sea animals. Makes sense, right? And so you have to build their enclosures next to water. And then half of those sea animals are actually reef dwellers. And so they've got these abilities that trigger when another reef dweller is played, which I think is really cool. Um, one of Jason's beefs with Arc Nova is that it can go on too long. And so with adding more cards, ooh, that could be a problem. But they actually have built in like a, a diluting deck mechanism where um, – the C cards actually have a wave icon and that's going to signal to discard some cards to kind of move the rows along and move the cards along. Uh, there's also a new university. Um, the other really cool thing is they're trying to add some more asymmetry to the game. So you've got these five action cards, but now there are some alternate versions where uh, you get your standard cards, but you can replace two of those. You draft two new action cards. And so um, like the build action, for example, can allow you to spend maybe two money once per action to build over a water or a rock space. And then like the upgrade upgraded set of that card could let you do it for free. Like that. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. So it's not just, oh, let's add more animals. But it also is kind of upping some of the gameplay and the strategy and stuff. And I am here for it. So my number five, Arc Nova Aquarius. Yeah, I do like that card thing. That card thing sounds cool when they like it thins itself out a little bit. I approve of that. All right. So my number four is weird. Um, <laughs> it definitely doesn't feel like a game that should be talked about by me. Because it's dexterity. Well, it's not. We talked about by me. That's for sure. Yeah. It's flicking and it's from Awakened Realms. All those things are usually not my jam. But for some reason, I like this game. And this is Flick of Faith. And the expansion is Cherry Blossom. Now, the BGG page has no information on this. The box has a cover and a back. But it's in a different language that I can't read. Uh, but the description says it's going to add a six-player... So apparently the original could play five. I've only played it at four, so I don't know. It's going to add Japanese gods, and it's going to have a co-op mode. So now instead of playing against each other, you can play together, which is pretty cool. Um, it doesn't seem like it's changing the base game. You're still going to be flicking, trying to you know control the territory. So a flicking area control game. But now you can play co-op, which is cool. Um, so if you're into Flick of Faith and you wanted co-op, you like the Asian theme, which Katie does, now maybe she'll want to play this game a little bit more. Check out... Flick of Faith, Cherry Blossom. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Um, I do love the idea that there's cherry blossoms. I mean, who doesn't love to add some Japanese theme into anything? But you're still flicking things, and I'm terrible at it. I just, I either can't flick it at all, or I flick it too far, like, and I hit someone in the head. Like, 
I just can't do it. I, I don't. I, yeah, I hate flicking stuff too. But for some reason, I really like this game. I don't know why. The art's cool. Like the idea is fine. I just suck <laughs> at this so bad. Yeah, it, it is tricky to flick. Like it, it can get a little crazy. Yeah, you just. I'll watch it. I just can't. I can't be trusted to play. Uh, my number four is a game I also really like. I love the original, and I believe I talked about this when it was on Backer Kit. And that is Arch Ravel's Magic Socks. So this expansion allows you to have more people playing. So you can have five or six players, which I think is cool because this is this is a pretty quick game. Turns are pretty simple. I actually just played this, um, I think, on New Year's Eve uh, with my sister, sister-in-law. Oh, uh, yeah. You did say that you played this. Yeah. And she really liked it. So I like the idea that now you've got these like crafting gnomes that come to town and they've got magic socks and they're like hey i'll trade you some magic socks for that teddy bear so um you can trade them stuff and you get these magic socks and the magic socks give you like special rule breaking powers which i think is cool and there's new special projects which i also the special projects are cute adorable and i love them um and they're like punny like you've got a couple new character types which i think is great um, it's just more good stuff. And the game was not overwhelming. So I think I would love to play it with a little bit more. Um, and it is short enough, quick enough that playing with a couple more players is no big deal. So I am pumped to play Arch Ravel's Magic Socks. Yeah, I, I do like this game. I, I don't know. Maybe this will make it a little bit deeper for me because I just feel like it is a little simpler. So maybe this is what I need to like it a little bit more. All right, so my next game is actually a sequel to a game that is pretty fantastic and is different than from most, uh, well, not most, but a, a lot of games that I've ever played, and it's called Lawyer Up, and this one is Lawyer Up Season 2. And this basically is more cases, but this one throws in a two versus two variant because it gives you enough prosecution and defense decks so you can mix... Uh, the new box with the old box. So you can play more than just 1v1. It can be 2v2 now. And the new cases are Casino Heist and a Divorce Case. And the Divorce Case is adding a new type of card, which is a Secret Attitude card, which is going to represent emotional state of each of the partners. I don't know how that works, but mm. it just seems like it's going to make it a little trickier than playing the regular game. And I dig that. Uh, there's also, now you can play Solo, Somehow, I don't know how that works, but that's kind of interesting, too, because this game's fantastic, and it's hard to always get it. Oh, there's also a private eye case. Um, it's hard to get this game played because it's just a, you know, a two-player game, and those we usually have more than two people hanging out. So, yeah, I love this game. More for this game is awesome, and I want everybody to experience this game because it's so fun. So if it comes more, readable, more readily available, I can't talk. And you can maybe pick up the first season two, get it all because it's so good. So Lawyer Up season two, my number three. Yeah, we have played this, but yeah, just not enough because we usually are playing with other people. Um, and so if we are going to play a two-player game, we'll usually pick like a big heavy euro that we don't want to play with any more than two players. Uh, but this game is super good. Uh, the next game, the next expansion I want to talk about, I don't, we don't know a ton about yet. But I love the base game and want to play it at two players, actually. And that is Iki. And the new expansion is called Iki Akabono, which actually you get at the bridge of Nihonbashi. So you expand the street. So in Iki, you're, you're kind of going at the markets up and down the street in Edo, which is modern day Tokyo. Uh, and you're collecting things, you're getting fish, you're getting tobacco on pipes, you know, you're getting all this stuff, you're trying to let your buildings catch on fire, etc. So the expansion is supposed to have um, new character cards and new building cards, more pipe, tobacco, fish kind of things. But you also have this bridge. And with this bridge comes like new people. So apparently famous personalities from the Edo area era, which I do not know famous personalities from the Edo area of Japan. Shame on me. But Hokusai Katsushika, Sanyo Rai, Tokunai Mogami. Thank goodness you didn't pick this one. Um, no, I knew better. <laughs> our famous personalities apparently from the Edo era that you could meet on the bridge. 
So I'm going to assume they give you bonuses and things. Uh, but the, you can also trade with ships and that are in the river. And you could also build ships to go in the river. Which is kind of like, I think, when you're putting people in shops, that you kind of own that shop and then people can trade with you and stuff. And you can get things from it. Same with these boats. That sounds cool. This game is gorgeous, of course. And now it has a gorgeous bridge. I cannot wait. So that is Iki Akabono expansion. Yeah, Iki's great. So more stuff for Iki is always good. So I'm going to tell you my number two. Now, this is going to take me a while to explain because it's got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> and it is called Zhangwo Expansion. And when I said there was a lot of stuff going on, I was just kidding. Because literally the BGG page says, Zhangwo Expansion is, if I had to hazard a guess, an expansion for Zhangwo. That's it. That's all it says. There's no picture other than a box cover. On the box cover, there's a boat. So I'm going to assume this is going to add some kind of shipping to the game. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But I like Zhangwo. I don't feel like it needs an expansion because that thing is like super brain burning as it is. Mm-hmm. But more for it is always welcome. I, I'm not going to get this probably because we barely play Zhang Wo and more would be too much. But if you're into Zhang Wo and you play it a lot and you want more, well, you're going to get an expansion that is about something, but no one knows what. So my number two, Zhang Wo. Uh, didn't you say this was already on Kickstarter at some point? It was, there was like a, a reprint of like Madeira and Zhangwo, I think, but they were delayed for years. I, I don't know about the whole thing, but it still hasn't delivered or it just started to deliver. I'm not sure how it all went down. Okay. So probably not if we don't even know what it is. Correct. And people were angry about it. The only couple <laughs> comments on the page are, can people, um, there's angry one people. complaining about how long it took. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Uh, continuing the Asian theme, my number two is a game that I don't own the original, but I want it and I've played it and I love it and now I need everything. And that's Tang Garden. So Tang Garden now has a big box. Hello. And the big box has all the expansions, including the new one Seasons, which is gorgeous looking, obviously. So in the Tangar and Bigs box, you've got Golden Age, Ghost Stories, Seasons, and all these other little promos like Apricot Tree and etc. I love this game. I don't even know if it's a good game, to be honest, because I just am so caught up in putting like people and um trees and pagodas out on the board that's all i care about i am designing and landscaping that garden and i'm putting these beautiful like um like backgrounds up and there might be dragons in there and i just love it and i just want more so i i'm like good i'm glad we don't own this because we can just go get the big box and i'll have it all i'll have everything right honey you're gonna buy this for me I was just, yeah, I was nodding. You just don't know how I was nodding. Sure, yeah. Hmm. That's what I thought you said. Um, <laughs> yes. No, no, I do want this game. It's really good. Yes, it's uh, like I love how the, it's, yeah. Why wouldn't I want this? You've got the Imperial Garden of the Majestic Clear Lake. And it does say it's a Zen-like game. And it does. I feel so Zen-like when I play it. So I need, I need the Tang Garden Big Box with all the expansions. That's my number two choice. Yeah, the weird thing about this game is it's basically a Carcassonne kind of game. But really? the pro- the production, yeah, you're just placing tiles down. But the production elevates it to a different level because it looks really nice. And yeah, there's a little more going on than Carcassonne. But that's like the complexity of it. But the production makes it seem like it's a little bit more. I dig that. Hmm, okay. That's interesting. All right, so my number one. This was the first one that was on the list. Actually, Katie wrote it down for me. That's how much she knew it was going to be my number one. I did. And it is Wonderland's War, Shards of Madness. Uh, This should surprise nobody. I'm super excited for this expansion. It's a little mini expansion. It's just cards. Um, But what it does is it adds new Wonderlandians, which are like, uh, if you don't know Wonderland's War, they're, they're cards that help you in the battles when you're pulling stuff out of your bag for like, uh, they give you powers and stuff. So these new Wonderlandians are going to be able to use, to to take shards 
and then give you some kind of special power with them. But that's tricky because shards are worth negative points at the end of the game. So you're trying to balance all that out. There's also uh, cards that if you win, if you're the leader in uh, a fight, you get some extra points. And there's also if you win in the starting battle, you can get this extra card and get some extra points as well. Um, it's not a ton of differences. It just gives you more stuff to go along with the battle portion of the game. But I love this game. So more stuff, more options, I'm down with. Now if they can just give me more cards to use as for the tokens, you know, there's A, B, C, and D. Give me an E, F, G, and H. We'll be in business. So maybe next time. But that's my number one, Wonderland's War, Shards of Madness. I mean, we don't even use uh, A, B, C, and D all the time. Part of it is because I think there could be better options for them. Agreed. I agree. A is, I think A is the best one, honestly. Yes. The other ones just didn't feel that good when we played with them. Well, and some of them are, I feel like they're more attacking maybe in nature or something. Maybe. That could be. They just don't do what I want them to do. That's really the issue. My number one is one that I want and probably no one else does for reasons I can't begin to fathom because I absolutely love, love, love the base game. And that is Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And the expansion that's coming out is Renovations. I honestly don't remember if I covered this, if it was already on Kickstarter. I don't know. But in renovations, there are double-sided tiles. So that can let you like score points differently. You can, I think, build over other tiles that exist. And honestly, I freaking love just the names. And I love the variety of different kinds of rooms. So, of course, I'm down with an expansion. Like, I'm looking at one tile that is called the Candy Stash. Are you kidding me? Get me that in my castle. There's a freaking cafeteria. There, um, oh, what was the other one I saw? There's an undercroft. I don't even know what that means, but I want it. There's a pergola that goes like outside. I just, I love this game. And again, I love it because I just want to design my own crazy castle. A hibernatorium. Get out. It's a sleeping room with all these beds everywhere. It's everything. An ice cream parlor. I mean, just give me new fun rooms and I'm there and add like more ways for me to like try and balance like scoring um, and like up the ways to whatever that mechanic is where I'm trying to make the best of everything in the place that it is and get these double bonuses hitting off each other. Yes, please. Um. There isn't, again, I guess there's not a ton of description. Like BGG just says um, that there are special double room type tiles that you can use to renovate your castle while you build it. Get double the completion rewards and fulfill favors twice as fast. And and that's all that's there. Except the pictures that I was looking at that made me very, very excited. So yeah, uh, my number one is Castles of Bad King Ludwig renovations is this only for the deluxe version or is it for the regular version too well isn't the you mean the deluxe version that the big version yeah the big version yeah no this looks like regular just regular. Oh, okay all right all right yeah that's what i meant the big one no regular at least right, from the so, pictures i saw so yeah yeah i'm not sure they sent a press release there i posted it i read through it but it was like a billion words so i moved on um, yeah, like you do, but no, we, like we, you do. Well, yeah, like I, that's true. Like I do. That's true. So we do have some honorable mentions. I'll try not to be as terrible this week as I was last week. Cause apparently I was pretty bad. Um, but who knows? You get what you pay for. So let's just talk about some honorable mentions that I have. I'm going to do some, Katie will do some, and then, you know, we'll get out of your hair. Cause we've been talking for a while. So the first one that I wanted to talk about is Santa's workshop. Second edition. Now, we have Santa's Workshop. It's a fantastic game. Um, I haven't really looked into this one too much. I know the box looks fantastic on it. I do know that. And they probably cleaned up some stuff because that's what any good second edition would do. But Santa's Workshop's a great worker placement game, collecting wood, metal, plastic to build these toys. 
put them on Santa's sleigh so they can get delivered to kids for points. That's the gist of the game. Worker placement. All the elves have different special powers that you can build throughout the game. It's fantastic. So check that one out. Ancient Terrible Things Reawakened, which is basically a reprint of Ancient Terrible Things and the expansion. Uh, it's going to be coming to Kickstarter at some point. And this is a Yahtzee game where you are trying to defeat Cthulhu or different types of creatures to score points. But if you try to go fight a creature and you can't, you fail and you will get some madness and too many madness get taken. The game's over and you're just trying to have the most points by the time the game ends and fantastic game. Great art. Don't know what the expansion adds cause I've never played it, but um, it's already a good game. So the expansion probably makes it better. Uh, Watson and Holmes two, which is a sequel to Watson and Holmes or re-implementation. It says re-implementation on BGG, but I think it's really a standalone sequel. And this is kind of like a worker movement game where you're moving around this these different locations trying to find clues to solve cases. And I think, I don't know how many cases are going to be in the game. There was like six or seven in the original. Um, so you're trying to get there. First person gets there, gets to read the clue. You have to spend carriage tokens to move around. And you're just trying to piece the answer together by what you're reading. Kind of like 221 Baker Street, the game we talked about not that long ago. And the last one that I'm going to talk about is the newest expansion for Bang the Card Game. And it's called The Great Train Robbery. And we just looked this up a little bit today at lunch. And this is basically adding a train and some train tracks. But these train tracks are basically going to be used like event cards, but not... Bad events, good things that you can do in your turn. So every time it's the sheriff's turn, you're going to move this train. It's going to move, make it available so everybody has access to this train track, train station card. And you can spin some stuff, take the card, and it'll be helpful on your turn at some point. And it's just going to help you do cooler things in the game. Uh, so more cards for Bang is always a good thing because we recently played Bang not that long ago, and it was awesome. So, yeah, Bang, the Great Train Robbery, those are the ones that I have. Okay, a couple more um, we're excited about. There's another expansion for role player adventures called Gullpax's Secret. Um, it's seven new adventures. You have to have role player adventures in order to ha- to get this one. But it looks like if you like that, it's just more adventures. They've got pre-made characters that you can use, um, you know, or you can develop your own. Uh, Tanto Core has a new standalone expansion of Memento Mori which we talked about um, when it was on Kickstarter. It's got this cool new like ghost feature happening. Um, I I really like Tonto Quarry expansions because they do what's good about Tonto Quarry, but then they usually add like one thing, a new mechanic um, that makes them different. And then this one can also layer with the other games as well. And again, I'm always pumped for more Tonto Quarry. Because I love me some deck builders. And then uh, finally, Tekenu, which I really like. And we already have a mini expansion for this and haven't played it yet, which is shame on us because I really love this game. Uh, Tekenu Obelisk of the Sun has a Warmth of a Cat mini expansion. And it's got cat meeples. I mean, come on. So you're like placing these on buildings that people have built, <laughs> which is so cat-like. Like, I'm just going to lay on top of your building. Um uh, but it's a different way to score points. Uh, just a little mini expansion that you can add in there. Uh, and I'm always excited about a new shaped meeple. Yeah. I mean, it's thematic too, because, you know. Yeah. It happens cat, on a best at t- turn. So, yes. Yep. It makes sense. All right. So, those are our top five uh, expansions and reprints that are coming out this year, along with a set of some honorable mentions. So much like last week, I would love to hear more about what expansions you're excited about. Did you know about any of these? Do you have more insider information about these than we do? Probably. Please tell us. Uh, Come to our Facebook page, hashtag The Riveted, um, our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTubes. Uh, We love hearing feedback from you guys. Also, like you... Y'all know more about new games and stuff coming out, I guarantee, than we do. Uh, So if you know of something that we didn't mention that you're like, yeah, I really want to get this. I'm so excited about it. Or you back spinning Kickstarter because we probably didn't. uh, Tell us about it if it's expansion or reprint on our socials. Yeah, I got nothing to say. You did a good job. 
Good I know. Job. I feel like we need something for you to say, like every time, like. And that's the way it was, and that's the no, way the cookie not, crumbles. Not like that. Not like a sign-off tagline, but just I need to give you one piece of information that you have to recite. <laughs> recite. And Katie, and Katie told me to say this. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. I didn't mention. You should talk about our YouTube. We. I forgot to tell talk about it in the news piece. What about it? I highlighted it on. The outline. I'm trying to like make radio happen and you are just killing the magic. I I closed the outline. Hang on. Oh my gosh. Never mind. Okay. So Jason's out. I'm still looking for a new co host. Um, Also, I mentioned in news, uh, Hollywood 1947, we have a video on our YouTube page reviewing that. So if, if you're interested and unsure, check that out. We actually have videos for some of their other games, too. So if you like that game, you can go check out some of the other ones that we've done. I think we have Bristol and Deadwood. Not sure about the other two, but definitely Bristol and Deadwood, if you're interested. Okay. Well, this actually hasn't been as long as I thought it was. No, this is, this is a actually short, a pretty short a shorter one. shorter yeah. episode. I think last week was so long because you just fumbled about like a doofus, <laughs> and I was just really <laughs> upset the whole time. I did. I don't know what was going on. This time you just stumbled at the finish line, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, I got to have some stumbles or it wouldn't be me, right? Oh, hey, bae. <laughs> All right, well, it's past my bedtime, so I've been Katie. And I'm Jason the Doofus. <laughs> Keep gaming, everybody. <laughs> Keep gaming. I don't think I specifically called you a doofus. I just said you were being a doofus. <laughs>